Hello and welcome everyone to our podcast series, The Spotlight. I'm your host, Frédéric Schnabel. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. I'm joined by Vincent Chagnot, Head of Research at General Investments. Welcome, Vincent. Hello, everyone. Vincent, the economic news has been somewhat underwhelming over summer, particularly in China and to a lesser extent in the US. Is this affecting your forecasts and market views? China is a particular case. Uh, the economy has suffered from the earlier withdrawal of policy support, and local markets have had to digest some regulatory tightening in the housing and tech sectors. More globally, the speed bump on growth has mostly come from new COVID waves. Fresh scientific evidence has also raised new concerns. One, the efficacy of M RNA vaccines declines as time passes, especially after three, four months. And two, uh, vaccinated people may carry a viral load that is as high as that of unvaccinated people. That said, the vaccines still seem to be doing a good job at preventing severe cases and hospitalization. Surge shots may be required but this should prevent further social restrictions in the Western world. The summer COVID wave may also be past the peak. So the pullback in bond yields over June and July is a mere correction rather than a new trend? Bonds and stocks have sent slightly conflicting messages. Uh, we had predicted the ongoing equity rally, driven by an exceptional earnings season, but not the pullback in yields. Uh, it is always easy to explain ex post, of course. Uh, the Delta variant and growth speed bump have been key factors. So have been the decline in the US Treasury cash balance and the dovish stance of the Fed and the ECB. Those factors are now largely priced in and some are set to reverse. So expect bond yields to rise again. But any rise will be limited as the global debt load and asset price sensitivity to real yields create self-correcting mechanisms. You say some factors are set to reverse. Are you talking about central banks willing to reduce support? Global supply bottlenecks are not vanishing quickly. The latest PMI reports show persistent capacity constraints with factory backlogs in Europe reaching a new record high. Uh, the longer the scarcity, the more likely price pressures will feed into expectations and become less transient. Jackson Hole has confirmed that the Fed tapering will likely start this year. Tapering may come earlier, but also faster than initially thought. Powell has made clear that the timing and pace of tapering will say little about the timing of the interest rate lift off. But the Fed's passions may imply faster hikes later and a steeper two five year yield curve slope for now. Regarding the ECB, the adjustment of the communication to better fit the new mandate has proved very, very dovish. But the recent inflation numbers, much higher, are emboldening the oaks, and some moderate scale back in bond purchases is likely this autumn. Vincent, 
Anything keeping you awake at night right now? What are the main risks? New COVID variants making the vaccine less effective in preventing severe cases would be a major blow. But we see this as a rather thin tail risk. Drugs helping to treat infections are also being developed, which should contribute to exiting the sanitary crisis in 2022. Near term, a major risk comes from the U.S. debt ceiling. Negotiations in Congress are likely to go down to the wire, possibly end October. Already, this has caused a sharp fall in Treasury bill supply, pushing yields down and causing headaches to money market fund managers. Shutdowns uh, would hurt the economy. Default is a remote scenario, but a prolonged standoff would cause financial stress across markets. Finally, the German election on September 26 is another wild card with key implications for the debt break, Europe, housing, or climate policies. Uh, the formation of a government may be a very protracted process, but the potential market impact is smaller than that of the first two risks. So, Vincent, to conclude, what are your key investment calls into year-end? We keep a bias towards short duration, but a cautious one, at least until we get clarity on the debt ceiling. Equities may well turn more volatile and fragile right after summer, but should remain well orientated into year end, with value and to a lesser extent as cyclicals recovering as the risks dissipate. We expect credit to show ongoing resilience, but are turning more cautious with the high yield segment, especially in the US amid a looming Fed tapering and a pickup in M&A activity. Thank you, Vincent, for sharing these valuable insights with us. Thanks a lot for tuning in today and hear you soon.